Hello everyone. <clears throat> today, well, again, I'm speaking to you from Taiwan. So today for me is Wednesday afternoon. Um, back in the U.S., it's late Tuesday night. And there's been another shooting. Um... Unsurprisingly, right? I was reading the Washington Post and 2020 was a record year in terms of shooting deaths. Uh, nearly 20,000 people were killed last year. And this figure does not include suicides. So if you include suicides, you're looking at around 40,000, 45,000 people died last year from gun gun deaths. I mean, it's insane. And it's not something that's likely to change. You can go back to, you know, nearly 10 years ago and the Adam Lanza shootings at Sandy Hook. What was it, 20 first graders? Right. were slaughtered. I think six teachers, five or six teachers. So 26 people lost their lives. What happened? Nothing. You know, it, it's, it's the one, uh, I guess, third, third rail in politics, right? Guns. And the idea is that the Second Amendment is the one thing that separates us from all other societies. It's the one thing that guarantees our freedom. And I just don't buy it. I mean, I just, I just, I don't buy it. For me, freedom of speech is far more important than our Second Amendment rights especially in an age where the advanced artillery of the government far outstrips anything that a private citizen can get their hands on. Um, I'm not saying that guns are irrelevant, but this idea that your ability to buy uh, a semi-automatic rifle is going to prevent the government from rolling tanks down main boulevard in your hometown i i just i just don't buy it and every time a every time one of these shootings happens i can't help but contrast the gun issue with <clears throat> abortion right and and, and, and bear with me, right? <clears throat> so abortion. Now abortion, I, for me, there's two legitimate interests with abortion, right? You've got the issue of uh, life. That's legitimate. You can argue about whether or not, you know, uh, aborting a zygote. Is that a human being? No, I guess not, but 
it is life, right? And so that's legitimate, okay? And then you've got the competing interest of, you know, freedom and personal autonomy. And that's legitimate. You can't convince me that if men could have babies, <laughs> that there would be any question about whether or not they could have abortions. Yes, of course they would. There, there would not be any controversy, in, in, in my opinion. You know, I just can't imagine any legislator trying, much less succeeding, in dictating what a man can do with a man's body. I, I just don't buy it. But I think because of the historical subjugation of women, and certainly in the historical implications of viewing women as property, which is basically what they were considered for the majority of human history, certainly in, in the West, um, it's, a, it's a natural, you know, it's a, natu it's a natural extension of that idea. Okay, so, so you've got those con two competing interests, but what strikes me is that abortion is the one issue, it's the one area that conservatives say, well, the, the sanctity of life supersedes all other concerns. Supersedes freedom, questions of freedom, autonomy, everything. Okay, it's a life. Okay, fair enough. But as I said, why is it that that's the only issue where they take that stand? Gun violence? Well, no. Life's not that important. Federal regulations on environmental pollution? No. Business, economics, those interests, too important. Um, I mean, go down the list. Just go down the list. Every single other issue in American society in which there's competing interests between life and liberty every single time. The same people that are against abortion will choose liberty. Every time. So for that reason, I just, I find, I have a hard time taking those people seriously. They're not consistent. They're not principled. You know, it'd be one thing if they took a principled stand stand on the side of life, sanctity of life, and they were consistent across multiple issues. I'd say, okay, fine. Then we can then we can have a real debate, right? But that's this it's cynicism for me. It's cynical. It's, it's simply a way le to legitimize their, um, I just don't buy that they have a sincere respect for human life. I just feel like for them, it's an issue of, well, women are just stuck with it.
And if it takes strapping them down, <laughs> I guess, you know, strapping them down to a, a gurney and, you know, converting them into biological incubators for this life that they don't want to support. Well, that's just how, that's just what we're going to have to do because life's just too important. Like, there's no other issue where, where that calculus, where they would arrive at that, that conclusion. No other issue. Certainly with gun violence. No way would they arrive at that conclusion. So, so it's an issue for me. Um, and I also have a problem with all these lawmakers not just the lawmakers, but these, these special interest groups, like these gun lobby groups, they come out and they rush out and say, hold, hold on, hold, pump the brakes. Let's not talk about gun policies right now. Gun, gun control policies. It's too soon. We shouldn't be having that conversation right now. You know, um, the bodies aren't cold yet. I don't know why that makes a difference. I guess for them, it's it's an issue of respect, maybe. Let's not have a debate over the reason why these lives were cut short because that would be disrespectful to try to prevent more lives being prematurely cut short in the same way. I don't understand how that's disrespectful. Actually, it would be, in my mind, the opposite. It would be a way of honoring their their lives. And hopefully, um, finding a way for them to not die in vain. Because right now, the, you know, 15 to 20,000 people that die of gun violence every year, particularly these mass shootings, they are dying in vain. Because nothing's getting done. No one's doing anything. Everyone's just saying, well, what are you going to do? People are going to be people. People are going to want to kill people. Human nature. And we have the Second Amendment. So, you know, those two things, right? The urge to kill and the ability to use guns. Ah, can't do anything about it. Our hands are tied. I just don't buy it. There are common sense things that we could do. And there are people that are actual gun owners, gun enthusiasts, that would support some common sense measures. You know, I was watching the Stephen Colbert. I believe it was Stephen Colbert. And he had a segment where I think it was uh, John Kennedy. Not, not that John Kennedy, but the John Kennedy from Louisiana, who's a Republican. Uh, saying, hey, you know, let's let's hold on a second. Yeah, a lot of people die from guns every year, but a lot of people die from car wrecks every year. You know, maybe we should start talking about that. And, and you know, Stephen Colbert was like, well, yeah, okay. So let's start regulating guns as strenuously as we regulate cars, right? Requiring licenses, uh, requiring, you know, fairly rigorous testing, insurance, um, 
you know, what about treating it the same way that you treat alcohol? Because I think that's another thing that <laughs> that John Kennedy threw out there. Oh, okay, so can't use a gun till you're 21, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> the idea that it should be easier to drive a car than it is to purchase a semi-automatic rifle. Now look, you know, the gun enthusiasts, they'll say, oh, you're trying to, you know, create a boogeyman, like out of semi-automatic rifles. They're, they're not necessarily military grade. Well, they can be easily converted to military grade, fairly easily. Um, and the problem is a lot of, a lot of these gun enthusiasts, they treat everyone else like they're stupid. Like the semi-automatic rifle, it's going to fire as fast as your finger will squeeze, which is pretty fast. And you can't tell me that there's any other legitimate purpose for a 30 round magazine other than killing as many people as you can, as fast as you can. Do you need a 30-round magazine for hunting deer? Really? Because if you're that bad of a shot, you shouldn't be using a gun. Um, no, it's absurd. The only reason to have a 30-round magazine is to kill as many people as you can as quickly as you can. That's it. There's no other purpose. You know, um... Having a pistol grip on your rifle. What other purpose is there than to keep the gun as steady as you can while you're firing rapid rounds? You know, I, I, there's some common sense things that can be done in terms of quote-unquote assault weapon restrictions and regulations, making it harder for men mentally unstable people, people with a history of violence, there's nothing wrong with limiting access or denying them access altogether to guns. Why would you want these people having guns? Oh, the slippery slope. Right, of course. Yeah, we can't have common sense legislation because the slippery slope. Meanwhile, we're just going to let thousands of people die every year. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to prevent all gun deaths because you're not. Other than an outright ban on guns, period, there's no, there's no way, there's no magic bullet to preventing all gun violence deaths. And even if you were to eliminate all guns, there are societies where, you know, in China, I lived in China for two years, and in Kunming, China, um, you know, there's there's a pretty combustible political dynamic in that area because certain um, ethnic groups and or political groups are being pushed out. And these are, you know, this is creating separatist groups, terrorist groups, whatever you want to call them, freedom fighters, right? One, one man's terrorist, another, man, another man's freedom fighter. And there was an attack on a train station in Kunming. They didn't have guns. They had long knives. And they killed a lot of people. 
right? Uh, we've seen terrorist attacks in Great Britain, for example, uh, and other parts of Europe where the terrorists have used, you know, knives to stab and behead people, right? So you're not going to prevent all deaths. And I don't think anyone's making that argument. Anyone's making the argument that there should be common sense restrictions on guns. But can you reduce the level? Right? If, if you've got some wacko like in Las Vegas that wants to, you know, go out in a blaze of glory, well, the difference, you know, having some common sense gun legislation could be the difference between four or five deaths and 50. Is that worth it? Is it worth saving the lives of 40 to 50 people? <laughs> if it's someone that you love, you're going to say yeah. If it's you or someone you love, you would say yes. Yeah, it's worth it. But these gun rights advocates, they're not thinking that way. They're just thinking about, oh, it's a slippery slope. They take away 30-round magazines. Next thing you know, there's no guns, right? No, come on. It's, that's not going to happen. And no one's even suggesting that. But, you know, something has to be done because in America, you're, you've created this climate of fear. I don't live in America, and yet I'm afraid for people, people that I care about back in America. You know, I have a daughter, and she goes to school in America, and I'm petrified of her being a victim at one of these school shootings. And it's not, I, I just, I don't know how to articulate it. Like, I'm in Taiwan right now. There's no fear of anything like that happening here. None. You know, and the sense of security that you have living in a place like this, I mean, on multiple levels, you know, we have a national health care plan here that, uh, I mean, they just, the lack of anxiety on a day-to-day -day basis, not knowing whether or not you're going to walk into a public place and get gunned down. I, I just, I think it's a, it's a damn shame that Americans feel like they have no choice but to live that way. No, you don't. You don't have to live that way. You know, um, but the problem is you've got a lot of money, a lot of powerful interests that just don't want to see any change. And you're going to continue to see record gun deaths every year because of that. It doesn't have to be that way, but it's still polit until politicians get some backbone and start prioritizing, you know, creating that 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 consistency. You know, maybe th maybe that's one way to do it. Maybe for politicians, if they could show, well, okay, let's let's get those people on this one issue, on the abortion issue, and let's start showing them the the through line. Right? Between that 
idea of sanctity of life and how it connects to gun violence, issues like gun violence, right? Try to create and articulate that consistency, that principle. Well, then maybe you could actually do something. I mean, I don't know. That's maybe that's one way to do it. But uh, I don't have any answers, but someone's got to figure something out because this is ridiculous.